Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> It ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Oh, hey there. Has anyone told you that you're gorgeous? Because you are. Are you talking to me? Because that's really nice. Thank you. You're gorgeous too. But I was talking to the listener. Oh. Hey, listener, you are gorgeous. We're not saying you look gorgeous. We're saying you as a person genuinely are gorgeous. Well, anyone who listens to this podcast is gorgeous because they listen to us. So, <laughs> 100%. So welcome to another episode of Thank You Next. This is a podcast about turning your relationship L's, aka your losses, into big wins. I'm just imagining, you know, Drake's trophies playing like... Oh, trophies is the best Drake tune. The best bar is, I do not stay at the inner continental. I mean, I would stay there. It sounds bougie to me. Some intercontinentals are really decent, aren't they? I strive to stay at like a Premier Inn or Travelodge because you know what you're getting. You're getting the bare minimum, but you know what it's going to be. So if you don't know, I'm Raj. And I'm Hardy. Lockdown one had us deep in our feelings or singing to Keisha Cole and Daniel Caesar, reliving all the relationship hours that we took and managing to find the silver lining in them by turning them into lessons. So now we basically do that on a weekly basis in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And the L's that we took in those relationships weren't all romance related, believe it or not. So while we do talk about the romantic ones, we also get into the other relationships that are kind of like a big deal, you know, like friendships, family, work colleagues, bosses, maybe even that one teacher who really believed in you or that one who wrote you a report card saying that you would amount to nothing. I was once on a report card and there was also one teacher that really believed in me and I'll never forget Mrs. Patel. Oh, shout out to Mrs. Patel, game chore. <laughs> she was mean, tough. But good. Mm, I think my favourite is Mr. Bush. What did she teach? Science. Oh, your science teacher was your favourite. My media teacher was my favourite. Oh, interesting. My media teacher fucked my mate anyway. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know, do I? I just wasn't there. I wasn't overlooking, was I? I wasn't having a look. It's not just about us and our guests on here. We want to know what you want to say thank you next to. So please email us. Hi. Thank you next podcast at gmail.com and follow us on socials for extra, extra content. We got some content up this week from Sister Sister from Drag Race. Sister Sister. If you want to actually follow us, we're at Thank You Next Pod, P O D. And I mean, it's no secret now if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that we've got a little competition going for our best review on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to win a prize of your choice, I mean, it used to be a dance from Hardy because she is a video girl, in case you didn't know. And then it became a bit of her hair. But then we decided actually the hair thing is kind of dangerous because voodoo, 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 voodoo. So now it's a prize of your choice. So make sure you write us a review and let us know what you want your prize to be. And what we're going to do is we're going to do our best to get you something that's the nearest match to what you've requested. So like, you know, when people say they do their online Tesco shop and they're like, oh, I wanted a potato. But the potatoes were out of stock, so they gave me something that looks like a potato that is nothing like a potato instead. Do they do that? Yeah. That's quite funny. We're going to do that, but we'll do it better. We'll do it better than what Tesco do, all right? Price match, but prize match. Hey, I like that. So we're going to shout out someone who's written us a review. And like the first line of the review is, not looking to win the prize here. Yeah, they are. Layla, we think you might be in the running. So she said, just want to say that it seems like I had the exact same experience as Raj. Are a long-term thing ending in ghosting after years, in brackets 10, of coercive control and gaslighting. 
I love how positive you've become. Aww. <laughs> and how you're in such better headspace now. Oh, wow. That's really nice that you think that. <laughs> it gives me hope. Thanks for sharing your story. Didn't know this was so common. That is such a nice review. I'm so glad you left that, Layla. And I know you say you're not looking to win the prize, but <sighs> just let us know. Send us a cheeky little DM or something. Let us know what you actually want. And maybe, maybe you could be the prize winner. Wait, actually, the competition's going to the end of Jan. So if anyone else thinks they can top that, Go for it. And like, yeah, Leila, I hope you know now the signs of coercive control and gaslighting and to just be like, nope, thank you next. Because there's others. There's, there's, there's fuckloads of boys out there, man. And girls. Man dems, girl dems. Anything you want, really. Anything you want out there. Just not animals. I was just I was actually saying to my trainer today because he was like, yeah, like this person I know, she's settled for this guy. And I was like, but why would you settle? He was like, yeah, but you've got to settle if you're a beggar. And I'm like, what do you mean? And it's like, no one's a beggar. Like you're never at the stage of your life where you're a beggar. Like you should never feel like that. And if you do feel like that and you genuinely just want companionship, genuinely, and you can look after it, get a dog. Just get a dog. Yeah. It'll be loyal. Because it gives you love. Yeah. It does all those things. I guess it doesn't, well, it cuddles you. I mean, don't have sex with your dog. <laughs> Please don't have sex with your dog. But it gives you everything else. I was thinking today when I was hanging up my washing, right? It's really hard to get absolutely everything you want from one person. And we've talked about it before. I don't know if that's actually possible. I was talking to my friend yesterday and we have really, really good like a support system and all that. And then we were laughing. We were like, but we, we wouldn't have sex with each other, for example, because um, we're friends. I feel like a lot of people do settle. I've settled so many times. Settled for shit behavior because... You know, when someone's there, you just sometimes don't want to let them go. You feel, you're like, what would life be without you? And then life is actually, a lot of the time, fucking way better. And I just think if someone doesn't want to give you what you deserve, and whether that's like attention, emotional support, not bloody gaslighting you and shit like that, dude, someone else will. And even if they won't, it's probably better to be on your own. Mm. I mean, someone, I mean, there are people out there who can do those things. But a lot of the time, it's actually just better to be on your own. But me and my mate yesterday, we were like, we're fucking 10 out of 10s. Yeah. How's no one not recognising? Thank you. From doing this podcast, right, me and Raj talk about bringing up stuff from our past. You know, we talk in the week a lot. We talk daily. So we get like a lot of updates of what's going on. So we're talking a lot about our exes, people who've wronged us. Because we were talking a lot about our exes, right? I just keep dreaming about mine. Mine just keep coming up in my dreams and i think it's obviously because we're talking about them so much in the daytime but i'm just like man i've been having dreams about mine too it's not just you i had a, i had a weird dream about mine last night oh well what happened was it sexy sexy because that's the closest i'm gonna get to we went to buy limited edition sneakers that's so on brand for you raj if you were gonna do anything with your ex that's exactly what it would be and it was really weird because it was like it was from Foot Locker, but Foot Locker had this raffle system where you could put in your name your shoe size and how much you wanted to pay for the shoe and if you won you could pay that much so some people would say i want to pay 200 and some people would say 80 Fuck. I paid 80, which was ridiculous. You would never get like limit anyway. And I won. But then I got the shoes and they were disgusting. Oh. That was my dream. Maybe it's some sort of like, you know, you take a chance and then what you get could be disgusting. I'm talking about men here, lol. I, I, I don't know what that was about. But your dream that you're having about your ex. I don't remember, but I think I just like came clean about a few things and we carried on. But actually... You carried on what? Going out together? You got back together? I don't know if it was get back together. But on this note, actually, yesterday morning, so I work really late some nights, right? In the morning, you know, the sun's blaring and I'm, I'm a morning person, so I wake up. I was lying there, you know, like in and out of consciousness. And these thoughts were coming in my head, right? Really fucked up stuff. So it was about my ex and it was like, imagine he's had loads of really, really good sex with loads of women like imagine I was like just and it was coming in my head and I was like no Hardeep I was sitting there and I was like no come on don't do this just enjoy your lie lie down just enjoy it you're tired from work you can have a nice day I then I was like picturing him having sex with other girls and then I was like stop man I was like stop it like you don't need to do this why are you doing that yeah that's the thing a therapist did say that to me once because once I was getting very frustrated with my thoughts and he was like you know you can't control your thoughts. You obviously you can only just control what, how you what you do with them and how you react. So sometimes, like if I wasn't in the state of just waking up, I'd just be like, "Thank you, brain, that was nice," and then move on. But this time I was like, "Shut up, shut up! I don't want to see that shit." So anyway, when you were telling me that you had been having dreams about your ex, I 
I have this thing, don't I, where I um, I'm like Nancy Drew. I'm like, I don't know, some undercover detective and someone can give me a snippet of information and I'll take that snippet of information. Oh, oh yeah. And then, um, don't tell Raj anything. <laughs> I, I am so like, you did it once. I think I did some, I gave you a little bit of information once and you fucking ran with it. I'm just really good at finding out stuff. So yeah, you're a stalker. I'm, I'm not, it's a detective. I wanted to be an FBI agent when I was younger. Like I really wanted to be like, I'm going to work for the FBI, but there's no such thing as FBI in the UK. And MI5 just didn't sound as exciting. So I was like, I give up on that. So I told Raj my ex's first name, this dickhead. <laughs> What did you do with that information? So like somehow something happened where you told me about someone st that started following you that was related to him and whatever. Oh, yeah. So I managed to, to find the ex, didn't I? I looked at his Instagram and he had like six posts. He had like not a lot. And I was saying to her, don't tell me. I was, I was like, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Like, But you know what you did? When you, sometimes, right? When you. This isn't how the algorithm works, it by is, the way. This is how it works. <laughs> It is, it is, it is. We need someone from Instagram to settle this for us. They will. I went mad at Raj because I was like, now you've looked at his profile, you'll come up on his thing. Like this guy who does not know you, you'll come up as like a suggested, oh, you should follow this person. It does work like that. And then Hardeep's all over my page. And I'm all over the page talking all this shit that I've been talking with you. The information's there, yeah. If they want to seek it out, that's up to them. But I'm not pushing it in their face. And... I made Raj block my ex because I was like, if for some bloody reason you come up as a suggested friend, I'm not dealing, I can't, I can't be dealing with this. So he's on my block list now. And the reason why I looked him up was because every time you talk about him, you get a glint in your eye. Oh, get lost. You look at your face right now. Oh my days, honey. Like you got it bad. You got it. You got it bad. It just feels like. Yeah, it's like childhood love. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not going to go. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's oh, very cute. So it feels like, is there something unexplored oh, there? Could there be like a little reunion happening? No. Part two, the sequel, the reboot? No. I don't know. No. Anyway, moving on to the fact that Raj, you made a vision board. We actually went on a podcast this week, The Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect. And she asked us what we were doing differently in this lockdown that we weren't doing in the other lockdown. I definitely have, I'm not doing that much stuff differently, but I bought loads of art supplies in lockdown one, but I didn't really use them. But this time I was in Smith's the other day and I saw this glitter set and it was like 36 colors of glitter with PVA glue. It was like a dream come true. I was like, oh my God, I have to buy this. How much was it? I'm just being a real Indian here. I don't, it was like probably 12 pounds or something. Oh, it's, that's sick. You know what? I want this glitter set. It was so good. Like I love it. Oh damn. Yeah, this glitter set. So then I made a vision board because I saw this thing on XO Nicole and it was Issa Rae's vision board. And Issa Rae made this mm. very clean cut basic vision board. And she was talking through everything that she had put on it. And everything that she had put on it had come true. So I was like, this is some mad manifestation magic. And then I saw another one that Lily Singer done. And she had said everything that she had put on her board had come true. So I didn't do this for like the year ahead. I did it for like, let's say the next five years. Mm. So it's got everything that I want in it. And mm. guys, like, it's the best thing you could do. Because it's just like, we're not in the greatest of situations right now. So actually, it's like you are putting your mind to something positive and stuff. And it's not like you're not putting pressure on yourself that all of this has to happen this year. It's like all the things you want right now that you want to work on and whatever. So I put obviously love to represent love. I had Seth Cohen and Summer from the OC doing the Spider-Man kiss. You know, the upside down kiss. Whoa, whoa. What about our friendship love? I bet you didn't see this coming. Our friendship love is there. Like it's there. I put like loads of little quotes and stuff. Yeah, but we could reach new heights if you put it on your vision board. Honey, like we are on the vision board. Oh, yeah. We're on the vision board next to Ariana Grande. I'm manifesting shit. that shit. And then, yeah, like, so what I did is I made the vision board and then I painted with PVA glue all the gaps, yeah? And I poured glitter all over it. It is the most sickest That's amazing. vision board ever. Can you show me like a corner? Not now. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah. It's beautiful. I just want to see a corner. You don't have to show me the whole thing. Because it's very personal. You're very arty. So I'm very proud of you for sitting down and doing this. Because it's so nice. Just like, I don't know, turn your phone off, listen to some tunes or whatever. And just like do something like that. I was literally playing Thank You Next, the album, over and over. The CD, like in my mum's CD player, where she usually plays Bart. Yes. Yeah, oh, so. shit. That's like 10 times manifestation. 
Oh yeah, Bart, by the way. Bart, by the way, is prayer. My mum has prayer CDs with like all sorts of hymns on it and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah she usually plays that in her study because I was in her study doing it. And I got glitter everywhere, everywhere. But it was amazing. I have done vision boards in the past that have, I didn't put too much energy into them and I didn't look at them all the time. But the things did come true. So I... How does that work? Yeah, I don't know. You know, goal setting. I used to think it was so white man entrepreneur like you get those business ads that come up on like youtube like you ever think about being an entrepreneur i always want to work for myself be myself do myself i used to think goal setting was that but i wrote a set of goals down in april or something for the first time in a long time a month later i looked at them had like basically reached them all and i don't and it's you know what it is with goal setting it's like you're giving your life a definite direction otherwise it's just like fumbling in the dark i find for me so yeah so i look at it every morning i look at it like every morning i'm just like it's there like i don't know what it's gonna do but work your magic homie it's giving your life a definite direction you're looking at that and you're like yes i've put really outrageous stuff on there hardy really outrageous Good. you have to you have to <laughs> no i did hear like someone say actually like manifesting or vision boarding things that are like completely out there can make some people like you know asking for insane things that are completely out of your reach but no like like unrealistic but no it's not like anything is possible the example i'll give you from isa's one was that she had put she wanted to be on the cover of magazines so she cut out the word cover from you know cover girl like a cover girl advert mm. and she put that there and she's actually now like the brand ambassador for cover girl so she was awesome. just like it's come That's true insane. in a completely different way that i never even imagined so it's just little things like that. And I was just like, this is mad. This shit's crazy. Well, one thing I wrote down on my thing was I wanted to start a body of work that was like a project that I was seeing through from start to end, every little bit, regular something. And that's this. Oh my God. Look at us, dude. Oh my God. Like that's totally magic. Thank you. Every week, before we get into the relationship L's, we usually say thank you next to something that's kind of caught our eye during the week. And it's usually pop culture related. So something that happened this week, dun, 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 Riz Ahmed, everyone's MCM, got married. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't. She can't react because I told her last night and she was like, what? I literally, I was like, how did I miss this? How did he get married? Who did he get married to? Like, what's going on? Didn't know he had a bae. No one told me. He kept it a secret. It was like a secret marriage. Like no one actually knows when they got married. Actually, I think he went on a podcast and he talked about it on a podcast. And I think it was Louis Theroux's podcast. And it's, this is a oh. podcast that I always say I'm going to listen to. But I just don't ever get around to it. So I am going to listen to this episode and I'll tell you if it was that one that he did it on. The reason why, like, I'm going to bring up Riz Ahmed, guys, is because I want to say thank you next to me not believing in romantic, in romance anymore, actually. And I think, like, I was the biggest romantic on the planet. But because of the last situation, I kind of let go of all of that. And I was like, no, it's not for me, blah, 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 blah. I was really adamant that I'm not going to join a dating site because I don't want to meet someone on a dating app. And that's so not me. And that's so not what I like and blah, blah, blah. So I joined dating apps. And then I, you know, I met Hinge Boy and he aired me and la di da. But the Riz Ahmed story is absolutely fucking mind-blowingly amazing. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I don't think I'm ready. The way you've talked this up, go on, tell me. Riz is in a coffee shop in New York. This girl, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, sweetheart. I can't remember your name. Sorry. She's in a coffee shop in New York. This is perfect. I want to meet someone in a food market, but yeah. They're walking around looking for a charger point. Yeah. As you do when you're working in a coffee shop and they both go to the same charger point. Bang. Conversation starts. And from there, however much time it took, they're married after that. Holy shit. I'm going to start when the cafes not open, just pissing around near the charging points. Just putting the usb in and out it is literally like you know in the holiday where arthur's like oh it's a meet cute it is a meet cute it's like something out of a movie i want a situation like that like a real life situation i don't think i've told this story on the um, podcast before but i did once meet someone on a bus and we had a, we had a very very good conversation bus boy yeah bus boy bus boy we had a very very good conversation but i was in a relationship at the time but i just remember thinking like it's just a very nice way to meet in real life. 
no bullshit. This is who I am today and whatever, whatever, whatever. But yeah, that's cute, man. It's so cute. So how did Busboy strike up a conversation with you? Busboy, all my days. It was a bad day for me. I was having an awful day. I had a migraine. I worked some mad hours and I left work early because I was like dying. Uh, I had an ear infection or something. So I couldn't hear out of the ear that he was talking in. Um, the bus was like nearly empty and there was like a bunch of lads and he was with them and he left them and came and sat next to me. And I was like, what joke? What prank is he playing on me? Anyway, it turns out he actually wasn't with those guys at all. He was on his own and he was just come and sat next to me. And he, the first and only like starting point question he asked me was, what are your values? And I looked at him and I was like, what is this? Because I thought I'm being set up. Is this like, you, like this was when Facebook, YouTube, like bare people were doing like. Sorry, he just came up to you and said, what are, what are your values? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he didn't even say hi. I, he probably did. I don't really remember. But it, the opening thing was like, what are your values? And how did you answer that question? That's such a good question, because how do you you get to the real source of who, who a human being is by asking them what their values are. And that's like cutting all the bullshit. Not, oh, what cool clothes is he wearing today? Or, oh, is his hair nice? It gets past all that bullshit and it gets to like the core of the human being. Um, what my answer was, was I think I said something like, I don't know, integrity, being authentic. Integrity and being authentic to myself is very, very important to me. I can't remember what else I said. I thought it was a very good conversation starter. And then? I was in a relationship, mate, so. So you didn't swap numbers or anything? We did. <laughs> oh, ay, 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 ay. Ay, 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 uh, But I made it clear I had a boyfriend, so. So did you add each other on social media, like? Uh, I don't know. I've d uh, had so many accounts and deleted so many accounts. We're not, I don't have him on social media now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Shout out to Busboy if you're around. And he was ginger. Hey, and he was ginger. Yo, we were just having a chat about my ginger hairdresser, my old ginger hairdresser. Oh, oh. anyway. Let's... So the thing I want to say thank you next to this week is man like Nigel Burbrook in Bridgerton because he's just so weird, man. So he's like old and creepy, and he's not he's not hot, and he's um preying on that young girl, whatever her name is, Daphne. I love the way like TV film portrays good and bad characters and what they do to them i swear he's like a bit slimy has he got like red stuff around his nose and like his eyes he looks i don't know if he does but he just looks like he does he's kind of blotchy looking yeah a bit like uh, get out of a shower are you ill how much have you watched of bridgerton not i've watched two episodes and i stopped because i've been busy do you mind if i tell you what what happens i know he tries tries it with her i know that i've got to that yeah, he tries it with her and he just doesn't understand consent. But how she handles it is great. Yeah, she punches him, right? Yeah, so she punches him. And I just thought that was great because it was like the Duke came in to try and defend her. But she just punched him before. So it's like... I love that. Self-defense is okay, honey. I love... Uh, yeah, I'd punch him too. So what are you saying thank you next to? The consent thing that he doesn't understand consent? That is obviously fucked up. But it was more just him. He's creepy. He also kind of felt like he was entitled to her because he was the only suitor at that time. Everything about him, I just... As soon as he came into the picture, it was like red flag, red flag. There's a there's a sound on TikTok that's like Mayday, Mayday, na na. Oh, it goes Nino, Nino, Mayday, Mayday, Nino. And that's basically Nigel fucking Burbrook. You see him and you're like, oh, go away. Thank you. Next. So today's lessons they're all very exciting actually because people have emailed us and sent in their voice notes, DM'd us at Thank You Next Pod. Hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. All of the lessons that we're talking about today have basically come from you, the listener. Thanks for that, dudes. Our entire episode is uh, you guys today. So thank you. Yeah. So this one has come from Sarah. I'm saying thank you next to lending boyfriends money. So I'm currently single, but in my two previous relationships, I've lent boyfriends money when we want to go on holiday, but they just don't have the cash at the time. And that's because when my grandma passed away, she left me a little bit of money. And instead of saving it to help me pay for like a deposit for a house like my mum wanted me to, sorry mum, I have um, lent it to boyfriends when like we just really want to go away and yeah, they, they don't have the money. Um, and this now means that I have two ex-boyfriends that owe me money, which is super fun. 
they are both paying me back but as you can imagine it's just super super long like you've mentioned in your podcast like you just want to cut contact with them but I have to like send them emails all the time being like I'm really sorry but um well not I'm really sorry but like where's my money like it's not in my account this month um which is super annoying so yeah whatever you do you might think that you're gonna be with your boyfriend forever like you never know what's gonna happen and I didn't learn my lesson the first time and I'm hoping I've learned it this time you are not a bank. Wait until they can save up their own. Okay, so Sarah, I think what you're saying there is one taught me. You are not a bank. No, Sarah, you ain't a bank. And Hardy, neither are you. And Raj, neither are you. None of us are banks. What stuck out to me in this was her having to be in contact regularly with her exes to ask for money. As I said to Raj, and I will talk about at a later date, I had a notification yesterday from a person from the past and it like ruined not ruined my day but like it was something I knew I had to deal with like you need to pay a bill or something you know like it was an outstanding thing on the to-do list to like deal with Raj you for good reason are not in touch with any of your exes imagine yeah you have to be in contact with them to ask them for money like wow I really do hope genuinely that going forward I don't have these sort of relationships with my exes that I have now that are just like, I don't want to see them. I don't want to speak to them. I wouldn't be able to even be civil if I saw them in the street. I don't think that's normal or... I don't think there's any normal and all the situations are different. Yeah. Sometimes there are situations where you actually, you can't speak to that person again. It's just detrimental for you. And I have to say, I am relating 100% to what Sarah is saying because I, in my last relationship, like there's loads of money outstanding between us. There's loads of things that are outstanding. There's things that should have been returned to me that I'm never going to get. And financially as well, like I was supporting my ex for a long time while he didn't have a job. So I was paying for anything that he needed, like let's say his glasses, his prescription when he needed new clothes, obviously our living stuff. There was even a time where after we had broken up, we had a joint account. So I would get notifications because it was online that the account was going into overdraft. And every time I would look, it's him using it to get Deliveroo and Uber Eats and Uber Eats, sorry, and Ubers. And I was just like, wow, he's really using our joint account for takeout and Uber rides because we weren't, we didn't have the best relationship and I didn't want to keep talking to him. I would just top up the account and then I'd message him and be like, hey, the account went into overdraft. So I've topped it up. And that continued for a really long time until I actually had to get the account shut down because he he wasn't topping it up at all. And it was just me keeping this account alive and out of overdraft. And I was like, what's going on? So I got the account shut down. And I think it was then that he removed me from a family group chat. And that was when I knew that it was 100% done. Like, we're not going to talk about anything. It's, it's just over. And I just think, yeah, like, ugh, I would never do that again. But even what Sarah's saying, like about, you know, savings, her grand's given her money and her mum wants her to put it into property or whatever, right? And Sarah's actually spent that money on guys that she's not even chatting to now. And she doesn't actually want to chat to you, but she's having to because they need to maintain some form of contact for her to pay her back. I think nothing should really stop your saving goals. Yeah, it's mad when two people are in two different situations, but you love them. And with you, you at the start, you were helping. And then in the end, it flips over to you're then enabling them to do this lifestyle and with her as well it's like obviously your mom's going to want you to save 100% that's your mom they're always going to want you to do that kind of thing and you know what's best for you but it's like she has the keys for them to have this amazing experience go on holiday like nice and romantic why would she not use it when she has it and like deprive them of that experience so I fully get why you would like fully fully get why you would it's just yeah, it's just a mad situation when it's like ch- chasing the money after. Obviously, you didn't know you were going to break up. And then that is, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like if I had to be in regular contact with an ex, like, yeah, like what I was just saying, I made Raj block my ex just in case he popped up. Like just in case. Ooh. But it sounds like she's got a good system in place. She's not apologizing for asking for the money. She knows it's her. Good for you, bad bitch. Own your shit. You know, you're getting it back slowly. And eventually they'll be gone. See you later. Yeah. And actually, I have to be honest, my mum was telling me off about this yesterday and she was like, you gave him so much money. Don't make that mistake again. She didn't even know we were going to talk about this today. It's just one of those things that I actually do need to learn as a lesson that moving forward in my next relationship. Okay, obviously, yeah, I get it. You you might want to lend someone money and whatever, but actually to pick up everything for a certain amount of time and not have that chat and be like, you're going to pay me back for this, right? Or How did it start in the early days? 
What were the early, were there early like signs? Because you, you don't notice at the time. The earliest thing that I remember, and I remember like he would always organise trips for me, like holidays. And he would always be like, it's my treat. This is your birthday present. But I would end up paying for things that he should have paid for if it was genuinely a treat for me. So for example, well, let's say he had paid for the tickets, which were EasyJet tickets. I have to just specify that so everyone knows the budgets, yeah. And then I would be paying for the five-star hotel and the food, the services, do you know what I mean? Within that five-star hotel. That's insane. Which would cost more than the flights, the EasyJet flights. So it was just like, okay, so you're going around telling everyone that you took me here on holiday and you're getting like that clout for that. But I'm putting a bill for these things. Why was there no 50-50? The way I told it to myself at that time was, oh, he's got the flight, so I've got the hotel. But actually, when I was like reassessing this whole situation with my mate. Hotels always cost more than flights when you're going to somewhere. Yeah, my mate was like, but you've spent mm. way more. And well, I was it's good like, that yeah. you realise. I used to have this thing with my ex. I used to spend quite a lot on my train tickets to go see him. And then for the weekend, he would like then pay for stuff like food and that we, we weren't going crazy like we we're like uni days you know and then the same there when he'd come and see me in london he'd you know pay for his um tickets and then you know i'd pay for stuff we'd try and keep it 50 50 but this comes from a place of me not doing 50 50 so when i was younger when i was like 17 18 i would purposely like after um sixth form i'd be bored i had nothing to do you know so i'd just like meet up with some guy and get him to go buy me food or be like I want to go Nando's and I had no like I probably didn't even take money with me like I was an idiot I'd just go be like, oh let's get McDonald's or, I wasn't expecting bags I'm not someone who like wants presents any shit like that but I was you went after a Birkin no yeah. I don't care about anything <laughs> like that but I was using guys for food 100% and back then as well I remember a guy I was talking to asking me to ask another guy to top up my phone this was earlier before that oh ask him to top up your phone give a voucher and then give it to me because I don't know if it's like an Indian thing, but boys know that other boys do things for girls. Because he was like, oh, yeah, go on, get it. Like, get that little mug that you chat to, to like get you a voucher and give it to me. And there were guys who used to like top up my phone and stuff. They'd give me that five pound Vodafone, the friends and family of the weekend. Hey, hey. Uh, only sometimes, most of the time I'd do it myself. When I got a little bit older, I used to talk to my brother about the situations that his friends were going through. And he'd tell me how girls are using his friends for like money or like just using them for like presents, food, accommodation, everything. All his boy mates are being used by girls. And I just thought I would not want my brother to be used in the way I'm using people. So then I went the other way. And with my ex, I started paying for everything. Like we went for like afternoon tea, which I think was also his treat to me. Like the bill came and the guy went, this is the other thing. The guy, I used to like it. The fact that a guy or whoever would come, you know, at the end of two people on a date and like go towards the guy who's on the table to pay. And I'd just be like, I'd get my wallet, out, I'd get my card out and I'd be like, no, I'm paying. I went so far of being a user to not wanting to be a user that pay for fucking everything. I don't know. My lesson from what I went through Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is that when it comes to holidays and stuff like that, to ensure that one person isn't going to get fucked over, you just put in, you have a separate holiday fund and that's achievable now, like with so many banking apps and stuff, you can create little pots within your accounts and you can just put in the same amount every month. That's your pot that you use to book your holiday and to pay for things during your holiday, like food and things like that, that you buy together. And I think that is probably the solution for that particular situation. But with everything else, I just think it's about being clear and stating your boundaries and stuff and saying, okay, mm. so I'm going to lend you this much. All right, you're not working now, so I'll cover all of this, but just by the end of the year, pay me back. The Ubers and the deliveries is when you're taking the piss though. I don't, I don't know how people start to think that's a okay lifestyle. That was really weird because we were not together. We had broken up. He was living a separate life, but he was dipping into our joint account. It's fucked up. And I just thought, wow, but it was going into overdraft. And like, he clearly didn't care that it was going into overdraft. But I was like, hey, 
I'm not fucking up my bank scores or whatever. Mm. So I used to really stress about it. And I, I would just go into the app every day and it would just be like, oh, more Ubers, more deliveries. And I was just like, what are you doing? So I'd just be like, hey, the account's low. Like I've, I've, I've done it up again. There would be no, and there was no sorry I've been spending it or any of that. How can you be sorry if you're getting Uber? Sorry, like you go to the shop and you buy ingredients. Like you can buy like ingredients for like, I don't know, anything so cheap, like 10 pound, make yourself food. Don't be a dickhead and go on Uber Eats delivery or whatever. Get an Uber, get a fucking burst. Yeah, I think it's just that I think the minute you allow that kind of behavior, that's how it gets to the point where, yeah, they're doing that even after you've broken up. And I think that's because I was like that. You know, we sort of touched on this when we were on Rena's podcast that as Punjabis, we kind of are like, no, I'll get it. Oh, no, no, I'll get it. You are like that, by the way. I am so like that. With me, you're like that. Yeah, I am. I am. I am like that. I need to work on that when I'm with a boy. Like, it's very different if I'm with my friends. But mm. yeah, when it comes to relationships, I can't be rolling like that. At least me, you and Sarah, like, you know, having these conversations. I know. And it's about time someone had these conversations about money because it feels... The thing is as well about money is that it always feels crass, isn't it? It feels like, oh, yeah. it's a dirty conversation to have. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It feels, oh, you don't want to be the one to bring up money. I like the urgency from the other person to want to sort it out. Uh, a person I work with, we went and got some food one day. I think even before we went and got it, she was like, listen, I'll pay you now because I don't want you to be out of pocket. You just got to think about the other person. You don't know what situation they're in. You don't want them to be out of pocket for any amount of time. You don't even know what their situation is. So I like a sense of urgency with paying people back. And I think you should probably start with something really small. Obviously, it's not a test, right? But like, see how it goes on one date when you go and eat food when there's nothing really at. There's not that much at stake there. One <laughs> day food, less than 50 quid. And see what they act around that. And then before we move on to holidays. Yeah. But I would say like for holidays, I like definitely have something where you guys are putting in equal amounts and that's your kitty and that's that's what you take your money out for, for joint things. That's beautiful, Raj. So what are we saying thank you next to? We're saying thank you next to relationships where we're treated like we're banks. Uh-uh, I ain't your bank, honey. I ain't your bank, yo. Next. So we're going to get into the second lesson. Lesson number two from Rena. We went on her podcast sisterhood of mummy imperfect and she gave us a voice note it's one thing i wanted to talk about though which i'm going to say thank you next to is the old saying of never go to bed angry always resolve an argument before you go to sleep no forget that shit go to sleep and you know i've been in loads of arguments and i i have argued until like five o'clock in the morning and then woken up at six o'clock in the morning and gone to work and i was like a gibbering wreck the whole day didn't help at all always remember that the next day is a new day and there's something about you know arguing at night it's i don't know the darkness just feels like it's a little bit suffocating sometimes and i just think in the morning it is light it's you know a new dawn a new day and it brings clarity you know you see things a bit differently maybe you might not care about some of the stuff that you would have said at night you know or you see things a little bit of, in a different way and if you do still care about it that means it is important i get it it's not that easy to go to sleep when you're like you know all uh riled up you might be crying and shit but i just think try to just leave it it's okay it's okay it doesn't mean the world is over if you go to bed angry if there's a conflict between you it's okay and there's also more to you than whatever you're arguing about you know it's one aspect of your life and yes it's very important relationships but you have other things to do you know you might have to go to work in the morning do a workout you know look after kids there's other aspects to your life and it is not worth just losing sleep over and going a bit more crazy so that's why i'm saying thank you next to that old saying of never go to bed angry I don't want to go to bed mad at you. And I don't want you to go to bed mad at me. Fucking Neo. Love you, baby. Love Neo. Love Neo, man. Love you 2008, whenever he was around 2006. So let's get into this. One taught me. It's okay, dog, to go to bed on a fight. Oh, boy. It's okay. So, Hardy, what are your thoughts, babe? I have so many things to say on this because I absolutely agree with Rena. I have been a person in the past when any feelings of discomfort or something comes up, I just want to fast, sort it, quick, fast. Yes. Numb those feelings, get them gone. Perfect solution. Yes. Everything, you know, nice, nice, nicey, nice, nice. So I'm going to sleep and feel great. However, 
that doesn't work because you're only trying to resolve the situation fast for your own yeah so your emotions feel better blah 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 which are valid reasons and humans we're always trying to like numb feelings but you're not doing it for the right reasons and you're not probably getting to the source of the real problem because you're just trying to sort what is happening occurring now i think it's good to like compartmentalize come back and review like what she said there's so many other things going on in your life if you just park it and you're like okay i will come back to that and deal with that when it's not nighttime or when you're in a good headspace that's good because i think you can be your best self when you take a step back and then come back and think what you really want to do nighttime is specifically bad for thoughts me and my friends were talking about it the other day the demons literally come out at night for example the other day me and you were messaging and then it was like i was being sarcastic and then we were you got upset with me the other day and i was like what what's she talking about i was literally watching wonder woman yeah raj seemed like she was in a mood right this is the problem with whatsapp though i feel like this is actually a whatsapp issue and it was nighttime so we were talking and i was not talking as much as i would usually but i was still talking to you i was still responding to what you were saying raj asked me a question and i gave her a response and she gave me an emoji and i said okay bye you know you sent me a sassy emoji yeah, I, sent you a sassy emoji. I said okay bye so you said sassy emoji okay bye and then I gave her a sarcastic. You usually do that to me at night, but like I take it because yeah, yeah, yeah. Te- you have the 10 p.m. rule, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, bye. Because I was just watching this film and I thought our conversation's over. Then you're like, oh, I know you're in a mood. And I was like, oh, I'm not in a mood. <laughs> she asked me a question and I gave her a response, which I didn't think she was going to like. Then she, you sent me an emoji. Yeah, then I responded to the not liking it. Yeah, with, with, an emo- with a sassy emoji. And then yeah, that because you knew I wasn't gonna like it, so I was like, hey. but normally you're so chatty. <laughs> and then I had to explain, I had to be like, honey, I'm watching a movie, like, chill. Like, first of all, I knew respond being sarcastic over WhatsApp, I knew I shouldn't have done that. And then I also knew messaging you at night time after the curfew of 10 pm about real things was not the time it was not the time for us to be talking we talk about so much shit they are past your curfew you know yeah we do yeah, we, we do. actually do and like we do break your curfew quite we a break lot it all the- I, I only break it with you Hardy, but i'm always the one saying okay you need to go now <laughs> yeah 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 no but it wasn't about that it was more about i thought you were upset that i was busy but me and you were talking about this like two or three days after it's happened now that we're both calm and we're both, it's not night time. I told my mate about it. I was like, oh, I think me and Harley had our first little ting, you know? Like, <laughs> well, you sent me a sassy emoji. I was like, what's this? You're so silly, honestly. <laughs> she sent me the eyes, like the rolling yeah, eyes. I sent you the rolling eyes because you said no to it. And you knew I was going to react like that. You knew that. Well, if that was our first argument, or not argument, our first thing, that's quite good for a first one. Because then we left it. And then like, didn't I message you later that night being like, when's your birthday? <laughs> Yeah, this is you doing the Punjabi thing. You're like, where's your birthday? You're like, where's your birthday? Quick, quick. So you thought that we had a fight because of night? Because night is evil, according to you. Night is evil. So what I did was I, then I took our conversation to work over email because I was doing work at night, which is, yes, it goes against my 10 p.m. rule. I've been a bit naughty with the work lately. Yeah, I know. I chose to stop engaging in that at that time because I was like, me and Raj are only going to just talk shit now. If we, We're just going to be like, will you... And you, I think what that was is miscommunication. Yeah. I just think being in a rush to respond, which I have definitely done in the past. People have messaged me and I'm like, quick, just get this over with. Go on, just get the get the hurt out of the way because you don't want to be the anxious. Look, I'm one of those people. Yeah, you message me, not a friend, like someone who I've got a situation with or something. I can't help but check my notifications. It gets me anxious. And like, especially if there's like an argument, you get glued to your phone, you get like sucked into this different world the underlying problem doesn't go away by just solving it just by saying it's not okay to go to bed on a flight i feel like people also say that as well because it's like if you die in your sleep is that why people say that i think it comes from that whole sentimentality that like you know you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring and that potentially yeah someone like tomorrow that person could be dead and then you've gone to bed like angry or whatever but i tell you every day well i try and tell you and everyone i know i try and tell them how much i love them or how yeah you do or good things about them a lot 100 percent. and that's only something i do now like Oh, yesterday I told my mate I love her I was telling you all the good things of working with you and things that you're good at because of that it's okay for us to go to bed in a mood one day because you do know deep down the whole thing that Rena said like it's okay to go to bed on a fire and sometimes you're crying at night and you're having the arguments at night and blah 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 
I have actually physically been in that position where I am crying at night. My eyes are swollen. I've got a headache because I'm so like tired of crying and trying to get my point across in this argument. I'm talking about when you're in a relationship specifically. So his response was always, I need space. I'm not going to talk about this right now. I need space. Sometimes he'd just storm out and leave me there crying. That is just the worst thing to do to someone when genuinely like my love language, you know, like people talk about love language. My fight language is to find a resolution as soon as possible. And I know that's not always possible with the case. Like, and I think it's different. If, if it's a relationship where the two of you are living together and one person is in tears, you need to find some form of resolution before you can actually sleep on it. Because me, if I'm that person crying and got a migraine and I want to sort it out and this person's just walked out on me and then they come home and I have to pretend I'm okay and then we have to sleep in the same bed together. Oh, that's really, how am I going to get to bed? I can't get to bed. It's really horrible. You've got to come to a bit where they're not crying their eyes out to bed. Like that's not. Removing myself from that and removing my personal feelings. It's fair enough if he wants space or whatever or one person wants space. If you've actually upset the other person, just communicate. All fights come from a place of one person trying to get their point across and the other person trying to get their point across but you can't actually hear each other because you're trying so hard to be like, I'm right. And actually you can have a really healthy argument by just sitting there and listening. I remember I went to therapy once and um, it was actually a relationship therapist. And she said, when you're having an argument, give a stick or something to one person. And the person with the stick is the only person that's allowed to talk. So you have to let that person finish what they're saying, make sure that you've heard them and then you can give the stick to the other person and they can talk. Those little things are really, really handy. But when it comes to going to bed on a fight, I think it can be done if you say, okay, we're not going to resolve this tonight. Let's not talk about it tonight, but let's set a time this week to talk about it at a said place, you know, and I still love you. I still want to be with you. But, so you don't go to sleep with all these like mad thoughts like, he's going to break up with me. Uh, you know, you have all this shit. Just being clear with your communication, if it's a relationship and you're living together, if you're not living together, and it's a friend or whatever, then I get it. You can sort of have that space. But again, I feel like it's really important to communicate that you are going to take space. And instead of just actually going quiet on them and saying it to yourself, I'm taking space, I'm stepping away. Like just actually say, okay, this is an awkward situation. I'm going to just take some time. Let's come back to this later this week or whatever. Because there have been situations where even in friendships, obviously my style is to like, let's sort it out now. And their style has been, no, 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 we just brush it under the carpet or we talk about it later or it's absolutely fine. What happens is so much time goes on that it creates bitterness. But there's also a difference between sweeping it into the carpet and just giving it some time so it's not, well, you just had this. In this situation, she like she kind of swept it under the carpet. Whenever I would say, let's talk about what happened, she would be like, but we're fine. Yeah. But I would be like, but we're not fine. Like, She's probably scared to hear what you've got to say. I don't know. It was just not her style. In the end, we don't talk now. We're not in each other's socials. There's nothing. But I just feel like you have to acknowledge what's happened somewhere along the line. If I didn't have that conversation with you just then about that, we would have had it sometime soon, hopefully. With Rena saying this, I think about her situation in a house with her husband, with her kids. When you're in a living situation, like I've had it when we've had family fights, right? Or fights with housemates. You're like stepping on eggshells and no one feels comfortable. It's like... A situation you can't escape from and it's constantly there especially during lockdown like i move back with my mom and my brother for a bit and of course anyone you live with it's gonna get there's gonna be situations and i remember like how heavy it would feel when it wasn't all happy and great and it is hard it is hard so hardy what are you saying thank you next to i'm saying thank you next to thinking it's okay to not go to bed on a fight. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to just add to this. And I think if you do go to bed on a fight, definitely acknowledge what's happened and just say, hey, let's not talk about this right now. Set a date and a time roughly to talk about it, like whether it's a week from now, two weeks from now or whatever. And just, yeah, say we're going to talk about it at the park or in this coffee shop or wh whatever. Because if you don't do that, it's more than likely that one person in that fight is going to feel a certain way about it and be like, that's it, the relationship's over. You don't want to leave them thinking all the wild thoughts. At least like put them at ease. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, you don't want them like, oh, are we going to be together? Like that's wow, too much to be wow, considering. Wow. But like, yeah. Yeah, or being like, oh, are we not friends anymore? Oh, like those those tickets that we've booked for this gig, am I yeah. going to have to go with someone else? Like you don't want all this shit going on. And I just think, just remember that an argument 
is literally two people trying to get their points of view across. So you just got to allow a space for that to happen where you're not literally going mad at each other. Thanks, but uh, next. It's time for lesson three. So we got a voice note from Mamusu. We used to go to uni together, right? So this is what she had to say. I would like to say thank you next to friends that don't meet your energy. And I don't mean it in terms of like, that aren't as loud as you. I just mean that like, if you want to do something for someone because you think it's a good idea or it's something thoughtful or that's on you, you you do that because you want to. But I feel like it's important to have friends that understand and would would do the same for you it doesn't have to be the same exact act i feel like you should be friends with people who have your best interests and i think it's very easy for us to have friends that are great people and that we like but don't actually take a second thought about us one top me to stop investing in friends that don't match your energy thank you mamusu I mean, I completely agree with this and it's something that I definitely have done over the past year where if my friends don't match my energy, I start matching their energy. Now, what I mean by that is, let's say, if there's a pattern and I am consistently the one reaching out to check in on them, if they're going through something, that's cancelled, that's fine. Then you don't have to match each other's energy because they're actually going through something. But if they're not, or you're not made aware of it, and for whatever reason that they're not initiating contact with you to check in on how you are, but you're always the one that's checking in on them, that's where I'll just take a little step back and I'll be like, actually, I'm going to match your energy. If you're not going to take time to check in on me, I'm not going to take that same amount of time to check in on you. So I've definitely started doing that. But also like just recognizing actually in this relationship, am I the one that's constantly giving and are they the one that's constantly taking? So for example, like what you mentioned previously, which is someone who meets up with you, decides to offload all of their shit onto you, but you don't get to offload any of your shit onto them. So then you walk away from that feeling drained and feeling like nothing should impact on you in that way. It should be a meeting for both of you where both of you can be like, oh yeah, this is what's going on with me. And they can be like, this is going on with me. And you can have a, a flow of energy both ways. And I think all friendships should be a flow of energy both ways. It shouldn't be just one person's a taker and one person's a giver. To stop investing in friends that don't match your energy, energy like, yeah, 100%. My life is so much better for it. And it just means that those friends that don't match my energy on certain things, our energy might match on other things. Mm. So they become your friend that you do certain things with, but not everything. I've got certain friends that I'll do big trips with or big day things with and I've got other friends that I would meet for short coffees or like lunches small controlled things whereas there's people who I can be fully myself with and feel safe and know that I could I don't need to put time on it they've got my endless time and energy pretty much have you been in like a one-sided friendship before yeah there was a, a period of my life where I wasn't feeling too great in myself and, you know, I didn't really have great boundaries and I'd consider a lot of people to be my friends. I remember actually I sent like a blanket text out to a lot of people. I do like bringing people together and I like creating like, I don't mind bringing people together. I find other people like to keep a lot of things separate, which I do more now and I see the benefit in doing that. But I remember I once sent this message to this person who was my friend, like, oh, let's meet up New Year's and go to these fireworks. That person never responded to me and they'd recently just got into a new relationship and I remember it used to just really bother me. And I'm like, you actually never texted me back and never spoke to me again. There was a lot of people like that at a period of time, like people who were like my colleagues where it's like the line is a bit blurred. I'd get quite like emotional and upset if people weren't ma matching my energy back. It would hurt me. And then I kind of just learned like you can't take shit personal. So many people are going through so much stuff. You have absolutely no idea. One event can change everything in someone else's life. Like you were saying before, like, what I go through is massive to me and what you go through is massive to you. So I guess I've just learned to not take things personally so I don't get upset when someone's not matching my energy. But definitely it's happened so many times. And creatively, when you've got like a sick idea and you're like, yes, I fucking love this. And the other person's just like, yeah, well, yeah. Back in the day, I'd think, oh, my idea is shit. I'm shit. They don't believe in me. They don't think I'm good. When really they probably just haven't got the get up and go or the drive to do something themselves. And, you know, I shouldn't take that bad. The one thing the voice note did make me think about was like people having the best interests for you. And it just made me think about my friends now, my closest friends, you know, they support me no matter what, unless obviously I did something really fucked up. But when people are supporting you, we all have different priorities. So hypothetically speaking, 
let's say my friend Katie wants to get a mortgage, my friend Ed wants to have a family and my friend Michael wants to travel around the world. When you're talking about going to your friends for advice for the best interests, based on where they're coming from, they're going to give me advice that's going to lean towards what they think. So if I say to the person who wants to get a mortgage that I'm thinking of being freelance, they'll be like, oh, how are you going to save money? They'll like put all that onto me. And then if I spoke to the one who wants to go around the world, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, go freelance because then you could travel around the world. So when you're talking about people who've got the best interest, it's I know I have to be very specific with who I go to for advice and support about certain things because you kind of know what perspective you're going to get from some people. So recently I was talking about taking a risk. So what I did was I spoke to my friend who's the riskiest friend I know on purpose. His idea of best interests would be different to my friend who's trying to have a family or get a mortgage. So yeah, I just wanted to get that across that different people have different priorities and best interests is very, very subjective. Yeah, but I think what she meant by best interest was like someone who would be able to support you and like cheer you on when you've made your decision. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, when I when I heard her say best interest is someone who's able to celebrate your success without feeling away about your success. Like, for example, feeling bitter about it or why isn't that me? And it's as simple as this, someone who retweets your work. Yeah, it's difficult when like, say if all I wanted... I've got some friends who like love, love kids. If all I wanted hypothetically was to have a baby oh, and then you had a baby. baby. There's been times where in life, all I've wanted, it looks like somebody else has. And it is hard. I found it hard to be really supportive, but bitter isn't a good look. Oh, I've always been like, whenever someone else is successful and it's something that I want to do, it makes me happy because I just feel like it means that I can actually do that too. Yeah, I think I saw something recently about reprogramming that to not let it put you down to show you that it's possible. But I don't know. I don't know what your biggest dream is. Yeah. But say your biggest, biggest dream ever. Mm. If I went off and did that now, like, how would that feel? I would honestly, like, I would be like, if she's done that, that means I can do it too. Okay. I'd be like, oh, that means I can do that as well. Right? Yeah. There's other, there, there have <laughs> been times where it's probably someone's achieved something that I was dying to achieve and it makes me think that I that there's no room left but I know that's not I don't think that way now but in the past I've thought oh that they've taken that space and that's it it's gone now no man what I've had to reprogram my brain is there was only Nicki Minaj yeah Mm. well obviously there's people before her Mm. but then there was who's then there's Cardi Mm. and now there's fucking Megan Thee Stallion Mm. now there's fucking Doja Cat Mm. now there's like all these people Mm. Uh, that's why I have to say oh if there's a Rihanna there's also Beyonce like it's not just Beyonce it's all these people yeah so yeah you want someone who can celebrate your success and support you and match your energy 100% and if you can be happy for them like let's say when they get into a relationship they should be able to be happy for you as well when you get into a relationship and I think that's your best interest like why you know why would anyone get upset that you've Mm. found someone that you think is I don't know, worth spending your time with. Oh yeah, the other thing that I did say to you as well is probably it's like an age thing. There's been times in the past where I've been fighting for people's energy and I know that's driven them away. And I know now as I'm getting older, the more other people fight for my energy and time or pressure me into like times and meetings, it drives me away. Like the more yeah. the more you're like, I want to meet you on Tuesday, yeah. every Tuesday, like... In friendships, I like to see how I feel, wake up on the day. I like someone who's going to make allowances and I will make allowances for you. As long as we're on the same page, you know, lockdown's a bit different because I've got into like a few routines as have you with your friends. So like if you got let down for your daily walk and I got let down for my weekly Naomi day, you know, I'd probably be a bit sad. Yeah, but you move, innit? You carry on with it. It's fine. And I don't like it when someone's like trying to prescribe the day we meet up. That's just solely based on what's convenient for them because that's what usually it's always about. And it's just like, no, 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 no. We find something that's convenient for both of us. Stop trying to push these dates on me, like just because they're convenient for you. That's like another little thing that I've kind of been like, no. I don't like restriction, you know, like I have lunchtime on Tuesday. I'm like, get lost, mate. I'll see how I feel. If I'm there, I'm there. You're so funny, aren't you? If you're lucky, babes, you'll have me. All right, so we're saying thank you next to... Friends that don't match your energy on any level. It could be across any level. Everybody got to match that energy. You got to have that same energy. 
don't you think now with your friends not like you've weeded them because we're not being we're not saying that because it's weedy but i mean that's the only thing i can think of you only probably have friends now the the real friends the ones that match your energy those are the ones that you keep around i feel like the ones that don't match your energy they always show you somewhere along the line that they don't match your energy and that's when you've got to make and then they're gone yeah that's when you've got to make that decision where it's like okay is it a boundary that i need to be putting in place or are you actually leaving my life? Are you actually getting blocked? What's happening? Mm. And sometimes it's just better to block them, man. It's all right. Mm. It's okay. Also with um, the matching acts of kindness and gestures, people show their love in different ways. I think I, I'm trying to be better at communicating. So I do try and talk and tell. Whereas other people, I don't know, they do I don't know, other things, gestures, actual gestures and things like that guess you've got to come to a, like a compromise or you understand it's the thoughtfulness isn't it is you've got to just be like okay are they is their heart in the right place are they thinking the i love i've done so many thoughtful things like giving someone a bag of hair you know what i mean and i wish people would do that for me too not the bag of hair something better ferrari no not ferrari taking the piss um i don't want to call it um like just hold my hand or something you know what i mean just give me a hug oh look at you aren't you cute give me a little kiss i'll give you a snog no i'm joking god when am i gonna snog someone hardeep fuck knows when i'm gonna do it either no idea <sighs> i don't on honestly i was thinking about it earlier when i was like doing the dishes i was like man what would you do how do you how do you do how? how i don't understand how you don't remember it's an animal instinct it's in us to just be like come here then it's been a long fucking time for me mate i'm ready i'm ready like i'm i'm just ready anyone that wants to date me come i'm ready i don't remember how to use these bad boys i remember <laughs> next thank you for listening to thank you next if you have anything you want to say react to share with us please hit us up hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com you can send us a voice note you can instagram dm us whatever we are thank you next pod on insta tiktok twitter facebook and youtube if you have any reactions to anything we said today if you agree with us if you don't agree with us any stories any juicy stories we want to know are you been paying for your ex's holidays are you paying for your current bay's holidays are you letting them what Come on, let us know. Share the tea. Do you go to sleep on an argument? Can you actually sleep on an argument? It is hard. It's tough, man. Tell us Ertang. Make sure you share this episode with someone who needs to remember that romance is still alive because Riz Ahmed fucking found it and he put a ring on it. Fuck. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. And do not forget give us a review i know that sounds like a threat because it is do not forget please we're coming to the end of january we need to announce a winner of this contest so just make sure if you're leaving us a review you let us know what prize you want and we'll prize match it Ding! so we're gonna be back next week with more shit we're gonna say thank you next to and we got a guest next week we do yeah, Hardip doesn't let me announce our guests ahead of time in case they cancel on us, so. Thank you for listening, dog. Oh my God. And if you make a vision board, like send us pics. Oh my God. I would love to see people's vision boards. Obviously, you don't have to send us a whole thing. It's very personal. Maybe just a little corner. Show us. Yeah, whatever you want to send. Hardip, are you going to do a vision board? I already have one. I'm looking at it, but I would never show anybody. Is yours just goals written down or is it actually like cut out? I have a vision board with pictures and I have goals written down next to my bed the goals but i've not looked at the goals in a couple weeks but the goals are there and i meant to look i'm supposed to look at them in my head are you willing to share a corner of your vision board we could do a post on instagram sharing a corner of our vision board yeah we can all right we'll do that we'll do that this week expect to see a lot of glitter in mine guys there's no glitter in mine ah yeah well i've actually got jlo doing a pole dance on mine as well so what's that represent Ah, she's got a fucking Punk body, man. She's oh, it's the, bu- it's so the body. Yaddy, 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 yaddy. No, but it's everything about her, man. She takes always talking about and promoting and... A healthy lifestyle. Healthy lifestyle. Always taking care of herself. No alcohol. Can I ask you another question about your vision board? What? Is Chelsea Grimes on it? No. Oh, you missed out, innit? You missed a trick. But Chelsea wants to be with me. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs>
Let me know. Let me know. No, but I know we talk about all this. Let me know. And oh my god, I wish he would text me let back. Me but you know what? Know, I'm enjoying the single life. You know what? Anyone that doesn't want to be in my life, anyone who isn't up all up on this, they can go. Thank you. Next. If you can't recognize, if you can't recognize that this is something you need in your life, then there's a problem with you, my dear. I am not the problem here. Like I can't help you. You don't have the senses to smell, taste, touch, eat. See, look, it's not a sense, taste, um, listen to, and you don't know? Sorry, your senses aren't working. Hello? Uh, this actually kind of relates to an AJ Tracy bar. He says, think I missed a drop, you're unwell. You miss me, you're unwell. You can't see this. You are unwell. Facts only. You know what? To that person that ain't messaging you back, that is not your problem. That is not your issue. You don't need to think about that. You don't need to worry about that. That is their issue. That ain't on you. Remember, you are gorgeous. You are fine. You are gorgeous. You are fire. You are the shit with glitter on. Fire. You are the filet of fish of McDonald's. I've actually never tried one of them. You need to, is that, like, you have to have it with me though, yeah? Because it's my favorite burger, like ever. A filet fish with extra tartar sauce and extra cheese. Oh. I don't really like cheese, but that should be like one Lima. of my first TikToks. It's, the salty, the, it's the salty cheese. Mm. 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 Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Okay, bye. Love you. You think I'll miss a drop? You're yeah, unwell. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.